Right now, you can get 25% off any PFS subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week, so go check out the highest-graded players from Week 6 and look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for Week 7. What can you get with a PFS subscription? All of PFS Locked Article content, PFS NFL and College Football betting dashboards, grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop. DFS optimizer, wide receiver cornerback matchup chart, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. Welcome in. It is Sunday, week seven of the NFL football season. As always, I'm boy, I'm joined by George Shahiri. Uh, we're going to be talking about some NFL player props. First, we want to get into a little bit of the Circa Sports Millionaire Contest selection. George, how did your five picks from week week six go? Uh, we're on to week we're on to week seven. We're on to week seven. We're on to week seven. There we go. That's all <laughs> we needed to hear. Moving on. Bigger and better things coming up here for week seven. So before we talk a little bit about George's picks, uh, we got the you know popular plays in this game was there or in this week. Was there anything that kind of jumped out to you, George? Things that you kind of either agree with or don't agree with from where the market was at. I think there were a few that made a lot of sense. I actually think the most interesting thing of the selections, though, is the game that the the side that was least picked. Can you guess which side? Well, I, I, you or you're looking at the counts right now, yes. but the side that was least picked is the Cardinals minus 18 and a half. Um, and I thought that was interesting because um, I, I know a few people that are quote unquote sharps that uh, they've taken the Cardinals in this contest. Um, people that know what they're doing. Um, it, so it's an interesting decision. Like when you're playing in this contest, you're like trying to make up ground, you know, and there's a <clears throat> consensus, I think, out there around some of the bigger dogs um, in this week. Uh, the popular picks like that you see generally fit that vibe. So the most selected game, um, there were two with over 1,400 selections, the Colts and the Bengals uh, up there in the top two. And then you've got the Pats are the one consensus favorite, which I don't think is surprising because the Jets are so bad. And, you know, the Belichick versus a rookie quarterback, and he – absolutely annihilated Wilson when he throw five interceptions the first time that they played. And this one's in New England. Um, and then the Titans, that was the only one. So actually, sorry, two, one of two consensus picks that we made. We have the Colts plus four and then Titans plus four and a half. And, and that one I think is interesting because that's one where both sides are pretty popular. Um, we see all that uh, as well with the Eagles, who are um, also a consensus pick, round out the, uh, the five. Raiders, very popular pick as well. So there are a few games where a lot of people – um, have opinions and they happen to be on both sides of both sides of things. Any of those surprise you? Yeah, I mean, I actually do think it is surprising that Arizona was uh, the least popular selection for the Sunday and Monday games, uh, and that's maybe more of like a macro viewpoint because, like you said, the Jets not popular whatsoever. Obviously, everybody was backing uh, the New England Patriots. That's kind of a widespread. But then uh, the other game that you know was the least popular pick game outside of that was Detroit, right? Um, so you're seeing the, kind of this weird dynamic where um, it's not so much that the market doesn't necessarily like buying into heavy favorites. I think it's more so everyone's trying to predict where the top is on this Arizona Cardinals team because I think people kind of expect it to happen. 
um, here shortly. So maybe that's like the general takeaway, but I'm kind of surprised that uh, they definitely weren't more popular. I'm also surprised um, that Indianapolis Colts were so popular. Um, it was a spot that I kind of like San Francisco on the look ahead line, even at minus five, of course. Now Jimmy Garoppolo starting, no Trey Lance, <laughs> is that, but is that so you liked you liked the Niners with Lance, but not I like I like the Niners with Lance. I don't I, I still don't mind them in this match. I really? think people are kind of buying Why? the Indian. I don't know. I feel I, I mean, obviously, Indianapolis beat the Texans last week and that was, you know, their one yeah. solid game. But I still don't want to buy into them as a team that I think is going to beat anybody that I think is halfway decent. And I don't think they've shown that. Uh, people want to say they're getting healthier. They aren't going to have T.Y. Hilton here again tomorrow. Not like he's really that much of a different, you know, a difference maker for them. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just off market with Indianapolis, but I'm kind of surprised how popular they are. How, what was your thought process with having them as a selection? This yeah, time? no, it's, it's interesting. I, I can see where you're at. I liked going against Jimmy G with no Kittle coming yeah. off a calf injury. Like to me, um, also Trent Williams is doubtful um with an ankle so you think about the the confluence of those situations number one target out left tackle doubtful jimmy g coming off calf injury like those things are all kind of working in the same direction and it's a better quarterback getting points i mean i know that carson wentz has not faced a ton of great competition you know it's interesting we looked at the the colts like first set of games and you thought to yourself hmm, you know this is one where like, I wonder if they could get out of, you know, the gate really, really slow. And they kind of did. Yep. You know, they lost the Seahawks, lost the Rams, lost the Titans. Garoppolo's played, or sorry, Wentz has played well, although they've lost games, right? And, you know, they beat the Dolphins and they beat the Texans, both teams that are atrocious. I think where you gain some confidence is they kept it close with the Ravens. Right. Um, on on uh, Monday night, you saw Wentz deliver the ball against a defense on the road that is that is no joke, you know. And and he looked good. There were receivers open, um, so I think that's the game that you look at and you go, yeah, I like them catching more than a field goal. So that's my thought there. Also, really low total. Like right. both these teams want to run the football. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's a situation where we're gonna find out if. You know, if Carson Wentz is really playing well, because <laughs> the spotlight's going to be on him here. But um, I don't think these teams are separated by more than a field goal, even with even with you know that the the 49ers and Shanahan, I think having the edge from a spot perspective and from a coaching perspective, yeah, or at least yeah. offense perspective. Yeah. I really, I actually do really like that. You know, synopsis. I do agree with you. The injury situation with the 49ers might be you know, just a little bit understated, even from my perspective. So. I do agree with you more uh, now with Indianapolis, but I do think it is definitely kind of a show-me game for Carson Wentz, and that's not one that where I necessarily want to be backing him. I do want to ask you yeah. about, uh, you know, one other team you kind of mentioned, them, the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati, uh, mm -hmm. second most popular game, it looks like. Sounds yeah. like you did not pick them. Uh, no, in, in fact, I, we were debating taking the other oh. side of that game, right. and, and I'm surprised... I guess I'm surprised I'm not surprised. By the way, I'm recording this in a in a airport lounge. So when you hear the clinking of cups, those Just are the people that are here. Those are people here with me trying to make it through the evening. Um, the the interesting thing about this was you look at this game and you say, like, what do the range of outcomes look like? And when you start thinking about the Ravens playing their best football, I feel like that can result more often than not in a blowout. Right. You know the 
the Bengals do still do not have a great offensive line. Um, you know, this is a situation where if you look at it and you go, man, like the Ravens come with a bunch of blitzes that get to um, Joe Burrow. Like I'm not particularly excited about that. Um, so, you know, the, the, the Bengals offensive line, 28th in opponent adjusted grade, like that worries me. So I think that's kind of the big matchup that would scare me about this one. But that said, like Joe Burrow, is grading just as well as Lamar Jackson has 121 pass rating from a clean pocket. Um, so I, I guess I can see that. I think the Bengals are just a little bit of like a, a popular kind of like a hipster to quote our friend Eric Eager, a hipster choice. Um, yeah, that that was my take on that one. I want I want your um, so one of the things that that is interesting to me is the. Packers um, minus eight over a thousand selections. Cardinals did not get a lot of selections, three twenty-eight. But both of them play on Thursday night. They, you know, they played each other on Thursday night. A really big game. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised that this many people um, were on the Packers, and I'd be a little concerned about both those teams playing really subpar opponents at home, facing each other on Thursday night. So for that reason. Um, we took the Texans plus 18 and a half, which, look, if you can't cover 18 and a half, then you should be relegated. What are you doing here? Uh, what are you doing? Um, the other one that we took, uh, we took the Titans, as I mentioned. Um, I just feel like that's a field goal game. You know, at home, Tennessee, with the ability to run through the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense, which is nothing to write home about. Um, and the other, the one big favorite that we did take was the Rams. Nothing, nothing makes me more confident than literally the entire city of Los Angeles having a revenge game against Jared Goff. Right, right, right. Yeah, that one, I mean, we can get into it later. I do think there are, you know, I do like the Rams at minus 15 and a half, minus 16, it looks like. It looks like minus 15 was actually the spread for the circuit contest millionaire, so you did get some closing line value. But I also think there's probably some ways to capitalize on this matchup and that specific narrative through the player prop market as well yes. that I might that I might like even more. But that's just, that's just a little teaser for later, so we'll see if we can fully dive into that one in a little bit but uh so any any other games that you were surprised on with the market um on either side basically here i don't think so i think the one game you know if i'm looking at potential plays right now you know if you're like waking up on sunday morning you're like what am i going to bet on um i actually think totals offer some value yep. um maybe more so than some of the spreads but one that is surprising to me is that miami is a two-point underdog at home against atlanta um, our model actually kind of likes Atlanta too. I, can you explain that one to me? I'm kind of mystified by that. Um, I think it's somewhat related to the rest situation. Like people want to believe this narrative that Miami coming back from playing in London, uh, you know, has has the sort of situation where um, you know, they're not might not be able to perform. They're first team base that has ever come back from London had to play the next week. Atlanta coming off, you know their game in London but has had an extra an additional week so they have the rest factor they have the travel factor um and I do think a lot of people are going to say that you are getting you know Matt Ryan is the better quarterback in this matchup I think people are set on burying uh the Miami Dolphins for the 2021 season we've obviously heard you know some of the Deshaun Watson news or rumors or however you want to you know bucket those talks um those are you know kind of starting to percolate a little bit more a little bit more um, so I just think people are going to try and bury the Miami Dolphins. I think they kind of expect the wheels to come off. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of the direction that our model leans as well. So 
I don't mind that narrative, right? I don't. I haven't necessarily, you know, the, the Dolphins mm-hmm. haven't impressed whatsoever this year. So I think, um, from that perspective, this could be a really poor performance from for them. And we all kind of realize, like, you know, this is a one in six team. It's time to be looking forward to twenty twenty two. Is my perspective. What do you What do you see in that matchup? I see. I, I think the Falcons stink. Um, I think both both teams kind of stink. Yeah, uh, Dolphins, right. yeah, both teams kind of stink. But the Dolphins are home. It's gonna be 85 degrees. It's gonna be a little muggy. They're gonna get. Looks like they're gonna get. Oh, actually, I don't know. They're both still questionable. Saving Howard and Byron Jones, um, which obviously would be a big deal for them. Um, but yeah, I I, I think that um, I don't know. I I just feel like both teams not particularly great um, home field. I don't know. I just think the wrong team's favored. It's obviously not past three, so it's not that big of a move, right, but right. should we do some player props? Let's do some player props. We got, you know, a number of options. Make sure you're checking out again the PFF player props tool. We have a ton of value for you every single weekend. Uh, it's basically where George and I get all of our plays, and, you know, we had a ton of success last week. We just rode the quarterback rushing prop, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, sometimes you just don't miss. And last week, I feel like besides my Justin Fields confidence <laughs> him going over 1.5 passing touchdowns, Everything else came to fruition. We hit, you know, Justin Fields over his yep. rushing prop. Lock of the week for the first time ever. 1-0 and on those. I mean, what more do you want from us at this point? So we'll see. What are you, what are you feeling in the player prop market right now, George? Yeah, well, this, so it's interesting. The Justin Fields player prop, um, rushing prop, we talked about this last week. Week three, it was 43 and a half, closed 49 and a half. Week four, it opened 43 and a half, closed 42 and a half went under, had a combined 21 rushing yards in those first two weeks. Week five, opened 30 and a half, closed 28 and a half. He had four rushing yards against the Raiders in week five. Last week, it opened 10 and a half, it closed 20 and a half, he had 43 against the Packers. So um, I think that the narrative that we were writing is that, yeah, he's an athletic guy, he's going to, uh, he's going to run the football. And I'm back again. I'm back again with it. They're playing the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Tampa Bay Bucks blitz at a, either the highest or second highest rate, I can't remember which exactly, don't have it in front of me, in the NFL. And we've talked about this opportunity to leverage blitzing teams that push athletic quarterbacks out of the pocket. Rushing prop for Justin Fields, 19 and a half. Still too low. Let me give you a comparison. Daniel Jones' rushing prop is 20 and a half. I'm sorry, but don't. I, Daniel Jones, underrated athletically, but don't do that to me. Um, so that's one that I, that I really like quite a bit. Um, I do have some other... QB rushing props, and I'll save those uh, for a little later. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Justin Fields once again. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You use promo code PFF, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, Min $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Yeah, save those for the rapid fire at the end like last week because we got to stick with what's hot. One that I actually like as well, um, Justin Fields, under 0.5 interceptions, plus 130 again. You know, you said, you know, Buccaneers defense, obviously highly, highly ranked. I think we have the <laughs> fourth overall um, in our opponent-adjusted defensive rankings. I just don't think they're as good as what we are projecting right now. Obviously, their secondary has had a number of cluster injuries. No Richard Sherman. Not going to have Carlton Davis. No Sean Murphy Butlin either, either since week one. Um, And, you know, Justin Fields has been, um, he's basically been the most accurate passer we've seen at the collegiate level. He has been really good through his first five NFL games. Uh, 3.5% turnover-worthy play percentage. I think that's like 14th lowest among quarterbacks with at least 25 dropbacks. So I think, you know, if he's rushing pretty well, if they don't necessarily have to have that high-volume passing attack, which they haven't had uh, yet since he's been starting, I think there's just not enough opportunities for that Buccaneers secondary to make any plays. So I think this should be closer to even a minus-price uh, interception prop. Um, so I just think taking him under plus 130, I definitely like that bet for Justin Fields. We can ride him, you know, as much as they're going to allow us in the player prop market. Dude, right we're all in on the Bears. I also, Eric and I took oh, the Bears plus 13 um, Sunday night, and uh, feel good about that. The the, the blocks are banged up defensively. Um, okay, second one for me is Aaron Rodgers uh, facing the Washington football team over two and a half passing touchdowns. This is plus 167. I mean, he's he's a year removed from being the MVP of the NFL. Like, he has had a one-and-a-half touchdown prop for the past four weeks. That's embarrassing. Now, he has only had two passing touchdowns each of the past four weeks. So I can see, you know, this is the opportunity to get nice value with Aaron Rodgers. And here's the thing. The Washington football team, their coverage ranks 30th in opponent-adjusted PFF grade. The Green Bay Packers rank first in wide receiver, tight end, uh, receiving grade. And I love that <laughs> because the Washington football team strong up front, strong on the defensive line, really weak in coverage at home, Aaron Rodgers over two and a half, and you're getting plus 167. So, I mean, I know that I know that um, a lot of stores are trying to sell uh, Christmas decorations early. This is a Christmas gift that you can bring to your to your home early. And you can pay for all those Christmas presents. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. So I actually like quite a bit of uh, overpassing touchdown props this week, too. I do like Matthew Stafford. I know we talked about a little bit Revenge before, game. but if you buy yep. into the Rams covering 15 points, uh, you know, obviously everybody in L.A., like you said, is a little bit set up for this revenge game. I think Matthew Stafford has even more extra motivation. So... Him not going, not getting three touchdowns is just not um, a likely scenario in this matchup. It was a plus price at plus 105 when I first looked at it and bet, and bet it. It's now down to minus, I think, 110, minus 105. So if you do some line shopping, I do still think there are some plus prices on this particular prop. It's obviously really popular, really chalky, but I do think if you at all want to buy into uh, the Rams covering, it's going to come through Matthew Stafford. So over 2.5 pass touchdowns, I think that's maybe uh, one of my favorite player props here this weekend okay nice i'm gonna give you an under here um okay cory davis under three and a half receptions i'm doing this i'm just gonna full transparency this is an emotional hedge that also i think is plus ev okay um i was i rode the cory davis hype train in the uh, preseason and he has um he has suffered some suboptimal quarterback play 
put playing the Patriots in um, week two. They played the Patriots. He had two catches. Um, his uh, passing uh, receptions prop was four and a half that week. Obviously, went under. It's now three and a half. We show value on the under. I still think there's value on the under. Um, three receptions for Corey Davis would actually be a huge win, <laughs> um, right. uh, in my opinion. You probably get you probably get a touchdown on one of those um, based on how he's uh, how he's performed so far. So that's my that's my under that I'm rolling with this week. You got to yeah. I I have Corey Davis on a couple of my fans. It's, oh, it's brutal. It's I mean it's been okay at at times, but it has been just a frustrating. Uh, Frustrating season for him for sure in the Jets, Jets in general. So one other one that I like over two point five pass touchdowns. Matt Ryan at plus one seventy. Mm. I talked about liking uh, the Falcons yeah. already in that matchup against Miami. I do think that he's set up pretty well. But again, you said you know I was expecting you know the Dolphins secondary secondary to be a little bit more banged up. No Byron Jones, no Xavier Howard. If those two play. Uh, I'm obviously not as excited about this particular player prop, but if those two are out again, I think they're going to be able to take advantage of some downfield throws. Going to have Calvin Ridley back. Um, I just think if the if if you ever believed in the Falcons putting it together, I think this is the <laughs> for him. So I like that one here quite a bit. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, all right, my last one before we get to the uh, the receptions. Oh, sorry, the the quarterback rushing prop. I'm going to give you double dose. I have not had luck with Devontae Adams yet, but I just mentioned how putrid the coverage unit is for Washington football team. And Devontae Adams playing at home, this is going to be the opportunity for him to establish uh, his dominance once again. Over seven and a half receptions, like, you know, minus 130, minus 140, but um, yeah, I mean, this is just a cake matchup for him at home. It's, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened. And then um, Elijah Mitchell, he's been the workhorse for the 49ers at running back um and receiving yards just nine and a half uh in what should be a pretty close game i expect him to be on the field quite a bit um had 19 receiving yards in his last game had 11 in week two against the eagles um when he played quite frequently so um yeah i like that one as well there we go there we go i want to get into the rushing props but i got i'm gonna give you two quick hitters and then we're gonna finish off with you know what everyone's here for right now. So we'll see. I got Amon Ross St. Brown under 47.5 wow. receiving yards. Uh, this one's a little bit more under the radar. He has led the Lions in team target share, but he's not necessarily running a high number of routes compared to like Khalif Raymond, Quintus Cephas. You can't beat out those guys, even as a rookie. I'm just not, um, you know, overly optimistic about facing off against the best defense in the NFL, especially the best secondary in the NFL and the Los Angeles Rams. So uh, if you expect Jared Goff to struggle, I don't see any reason or way that Amon Ross St. Brown is going to go over his receiving yards. So I like that one quite a bit. Then another one I like a little bit more sneaky, even Selvin Ahmad over 7.5 receiving yards against Atlanta. I do think they're going to be down. Obviously, Miles Gaskins has been hit or miss to start the 2021 season, but Selvin Ahmad's been the guy who's kind of, you know, played in that 20, 25% snap share area he does seem to get uh some manufactured targets i expect him to kind of have one or two um you know set up screens here especially if they're down by a touchdown or more i do think him going over 7.5 receiving yards is one of the easier propositions to make here on on sunday so we will see hit me with hit me with the best of the best cute quarterback rushing props before i finish this one out George. i've got a bunch the first one i've 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 tempted fate a few times okay and i've looked for an opportunity where a model might not have a clear-cut lean here, okay? And this is my this is my respectfully disagree with the model pick of the week. 
Patrick Mahomes, 19 and a half. Sorry, 18 and a half is his um, is his prop. We project him for 20 and a half. 18 and a half, you know, it's decently high. That's what it was last week. He had 31 against the Washington football team. He had 61 against the Bills in week five, 26 against the Eagles in week four, 45 against the Chargers in week three. This is going to be a close game. Okay, they're playing the Titans. They need to win every single game that they're playing. Patrick Mahomes has to kind of, you know, he's got to do a little extra. He's been a little turnover with the pronoun. So I love that one. Um, also like Joey Burrow, over 10.5 against the Baltimore Ravens. Talked about blitz-heavy teams. The Baltimore Ravens are a blitz-heavy team. Um, I hope he slides. That's the only thing I'll say. Really need him to slide. And then my favorite one, my favorite rushing prop of the week, is Jared Goff, over 6.5. Revenge game for him. It's gonna. It's probably gonna be really ugly. But this dude is going to. This this guy is not sliding in this game. Okay, Jared Goff is. Jared Goff is diving in this game. So um, and and you know what he also won't be doing is taking a kneel down at the end. So uh, Jared Goff over six and a half. I mean that's got to be the lock of the week. I'm ready to lock that <laughs> one in right now. I have I have bet that one already. Didn't write it up, but I do want to make it the PFF betting podcast lock of the week because that one. That one feels like a winner already. Even if it doesn't happen, uh, it's going to be enjoyable to sweat it out all Sunday. So I love it quite a bit. George, get some sleep, man. I know you got a lot of flight ahead you, of you. Appreciate I'm going to try and get some sleep, but I want to ask, can you sleep on planes? Is that something that you can do? Is that a superpower you have? I cannot sleep on planes. I cannot sleep anywhere but my own comfortable bed with my nice pillow and everything else. I, I respect the people that can do it, but I just don't have it in me to fall asleep in anywhere that... Uh, you know, matters. Can you fall asleep on an airplane? Or are you me trying to pull that I, off? Or are you just gonna be sit, sitting back with the tequila here? Uh, I am. I am else? a miserable sleeper on planes. I cannot do it. Um, but I'm gonna try. Uh, and the only thing that I have to, to help me with that is um, is some tequila. So see what happens. Yep. We'll report back next week. Um, but yeah, this was fun, man. Good luck to yep. uh, to us and to Jared Goff tomorrow. Yes, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, make sure you check out all the way content at pff.com. We've got a lot of great tools and apps and everything else happening for you guys. So uh, from Ben Brown, joined by George Shahir, we appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betty Podcast.